to live righteously. It's time for another episode of The Cultural Hall. As the music would tell you, it is an Articles of News episode, but guess what? Oh, hey, hang on. Wait a minute. This is your first time coming to The Cultural Hall. Well, you won't notice any difference because you've never listened to an episode before, but you long-timers, you lifers, or you converts, you'll notice that there will be a difference because we're going to have a lot of different hosts of the news. Now, They're not all going to be together because that's like herding cats and they just don't have the energy. Not today, not tomorrow, not this weekend. But one-on-one, I have asked several of the news hosts to pick four or five stories that they really want to talk about. And in the order that I recorded with them is how you will hear it in this episode. So we begin uh, with my friend Megan Mitchell. Good to have you here, Megan. Thank you so much. How are you, Richie? I'm good. You know, a couple things. You said that banter is one of your favorite things uh, about mm-hmm. the cultural hall, and I'm really pushing this news agenda. So I uh, I would yeah. like to say uh, uh, just a couple things bantery. Uh, when we spoke yes. last, I mentioned that I do not have a nickname for you, and I have a nickname for you now. And and I I've think been that, waiting all day. I think that you will hate it. Awesome. But what is but, it? But I will heretofore call you Megan the Mitch Mitchell because for some <laughs> reason the Mitch sounds so fun to me that I just want to call you. Oh, you know the Mitch? Yeah. Megan the Mitch. Megan the Mitch Mitchell. I love I it. I, I love it. I love it so much. It's not at all what I was expecting. Okay. Okay. Not even a little bit. Usually people go lean into like the MM. Sure. Yeah, too too obvious. Low hanging fruit. Very low hanging. I love it. I love it. Plus, I think think it it makes it seem like you're taller than you are because you're just bite sized. Maybe that's a reference to M&Ms. But when you hear the Mitch, you think of like a like a tall, brassy woman. Brassy, sure. Tall, not. Right. Brassy. Brassy. Yes. Tall, not. Not even a little. Yes. Uh, Richie, I love it. I might put it in my new like Instagram bio or something. Heretofore. Also known as Megan the Mitch. Megan the Mitch. I'm obsessed. So. Uh, And and, and sometimes just the Mitch. I'm here with the Mitch. I'll take it. Oh my Uh, gosh. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The other thing that I will say is uh, be sure that you have subscribed to the Little Lessons podcast because yours truly, that is me, uh, I'm going to be a guest on that and I'm interested to see uh, where that goes with Megan at the helm. Megan the Mitch, taking on Megan Richie the instead. Um, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. You're like my first big fish oh, to land stop. for an interview. I'm so excited. I'm like probably going to have a little fangirl moment or something. Oh, oh. I'll probably embarrass myself, but I'm so excited. The so only excited. thing that I ask but, is don't let me take yes. control of that conversation i i control the conversations here as i rightfully should do not let me take control of that conversation deal i'll just say richie shut up thank you stop whoa whoa the mitch has spoken the mitch (laughs) so uh richie can i tell you one thing really fast yes so um i'm i think i'm like your your newest co-host for articles of news Mm -hmm. and i'm so so excited I feel like a part of a new little family that I didn't ask for, but I'm so excited to have. Um, But I think I manifested it to happen. Okay. that weird? I I would love to hear what in the world you're talking about right now. I'll blaze through it really fast. So um, probably like a year ago after you and I first started, um, because you were my podcast consultant coach, and um, 
my husband was like, I, well, he's like, what do you want to do as a podcaster? And I said, I would love to be on the cultural hall. Mm. And he goes, well, why don't you just ask Richie if you can be on the cultural hall? And I'm like, uh, that's not how it works, yeah. friend. You don't just yeah. go to Richie Stedman and say, hey, I want to be on your podcast, right? And then you asked me to be on, on articles of news and I got excited. And then you asked me to come back and then come back. And I'm like, dang it, I made it happen for myself. And I'm pretty excited about that. Well, 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 thanks. I'm glad to have you. <laughs> It's excited. She is officially a part of the even more secret, uh, I would even say sacred, uh, cultural hall host panel group, which you can't buy your way into. You can't beg your way into or ask your way into. I have to invite you into that group. So welcome and and, uh, and thank you for all that you do for that. Uh, one last thing before we get into uh, your five articles of news, and I'm just going to kind of banter around the articles that you wanted to talk about. Uh, and then we'll kick you out. You don't get to say anything. You're just done. And we move to the next co-host. Um, but I will say a uh, lot of great feedback about our last episode with Kelly Kiter about should we bring back polygamy? Uh, I have enjoyed all of the off mic conversations with people about that. Uh, both, you know, sort of agreeing with her and also those that go, Wait, what what was she even saying? And also those people that go, I could not be more opposed to what she said. And that is what I love about the cultural hall. So if you have not listened to that, that is the last episode that we posted just last week. You can check that out and be able to listen to that. Uh, And then a, a little teaser. I don't do this very well, but because I'm so ahead on recording, I should let you know about some of the episodes that are coming up. Um, there is a, a Latter-day Saint translation of the New Testament. No, not Joseph Smith. Uh, BYU professor has put that together. It's incredible, and he is so great. Uh, he is a upcoming guest. In fact, he'll be later this week as a guest uh, in the cultural hall. His name's Tom Wayman, and you can check that out. And that's a, a conjunction with Coford Books, so a shout-out to them. Uh, Edge of Mormonism, that's Christian Kimball, who is Spencer W. Kimball's grandson, uh, it's living on the inside of the edge, uh, a survival guide oh. talking about kind of being on the fringe of Mormonism, his experience, and then certainly uh, what his book is, what it isn't, and, you know, talking about the survival guide. Other things, I talked with uh, Gary Boatwright, who is in charge of all of the church historic sites. Oh, cool. And, and as part of that episode, you learn just how dumb I am as far as how many church historic sites there are. So look forward to that. Uh, we talked with a with a gentleman about accountability. That was a phenomenal interview. I didn't know how that was going to go, but our friend, Mr. Mayor, his cousin is this gentleman who speaks all over the world about accountability. That's a great episode. Cool. And then perhaps my favorite, uh, my uh, a friend of mine through another job that I had, her name is Abby. She wanted to come on the show and talk about what she thinks kids are doing wrong these days. So it's a what's the matter with kids these days episode of Get the Get off my Hall. lawn. Yeah, kind of. A little bit, but she's nice. 100% spot on. I can't wait. I have a lot of feelings about what kids are doing wrong these days because I have teenagers. Yeah. yeah. And there's uh, lots and, of teenagers doing things that are wrong. Right. And, I and I'm not that, talking like the bad things. I'm talking like manners and yeah. Oh, yeah. courtesy. Yep. And attention and yeah. self-esteem. And we get into all that stuff. Uh, so awesome. if, you, if you are a um, Patreon saint of the Cultural Hall... You already know about all this because the videos are there. They're available and you can watch most, if not all, of these interviews as they've been posted there. Uh, it's worth becoming a Patreon saint. Go to patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. Megan, 
story number one. Wait, hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. Okay, story number one. Okay. All right, so Mitt Romney's in the news for <laughs> saying and doing something controversial. Now, I have to lead into this by saying Mitt Romney might be, might be my favorite politician ever. He's I, I'm all in the Romney camp, but um, at the State of the Union, which was last week, I don't know when this is coming out. It was yeah. sometime. Um, he um, crossed paths with George Santos out of uh, New York. And he was shaking hands and he looked at Santos and said, you don't belong here. Now, it's a, <laughs> or, it's it, important, you don't belong. <laughs> it's important to put George Santos into Absolutely. context. Otherwise, Absolutely. Yeah, no, but everybody's like, him... Romney's just being a jerk, right? Yeah. yeah. But so George Santos is a freshman congressman out of New York. Um, he's Republican and he is currently under an ethics investigation for several lies that he told um in his on his resume and his campaign, um, potential um uh faulty reporting regarding finance, like campaign finance. And there he was, right in the front row, shaking hands with the president and all of the the high-ranking officials you know, comes up to Mitt Romney and Mitt Romney says, dude, you shouldn't be here. You should be mm -hmm. in the back. You're under an ethics investigation, you know, and um, he said maybe George Santos said something to him. He couldn't hear it. But Santos tweeted out, hey, Mitt Romney, just a reminder that you will never be president. Classy. And to that, I'm sure Mitt Romney's like, OK, don't want to be anymore. Like, no, it's not a, not on my plan, not on my trajectory. Um, but yeah, Romney says. You know that he embellished his record. Look, embellishing is saying you got an A when you got an A minus. Lying is saying you graduated from a college that you didn't even attend, and then he shouldn't be in Congress. So, and that's a lot of one of the things Santos will... did as well. He said that he graduated from a school that he did not graduate from, right. and that he worked for a company which he did not work for. Exactly. So Romney, in my in my opinion, is completely right. Not only should he not be there in the front row, he shouldn't be in the building. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of people on the right and the left who are praising Mitt Romney for saying what everybody's thinking, you mm -hmm. know, and I not in this particular article that I read, but in another one, there was a tweet from Santos who said, Mitt Romney, that's not very Mormon of you. And yeah. I'm like, well, that's where you're wrong, fella, because yeah. it's not very member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, if we're going to split hairs. <laughs> and, and and to be clear, Megan is holding a microphone, which she could drop right now if she wanted to at the end of that statement. Give it up for the Mitch. All right. So, 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 uh, yeah, I just, it's an interesting position that Mitt Romney is in because so long as he wants to be a senator from the state of Utah, this state will elect him. Yeah, agreed. Right. There there are a contingency of people that are like, no, we hate Mitt Romney. He's a, you know, a, a rhino, a rhino. all these things. Right. He he will. So long as he runs from this state uh, win. And I've got to think that he just loves that. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Hey, and you, you know what? Yeah. What? Kick me out. Un Unvote me if you want, guys. <laughs> exactly. No? Yep. Exactly. What you going to do? What you yep. going to do about it? It's like run against me. I'll still beat you. Yeah. You know, uh, he's got my vote for many reasons. Uh, I'm firmly in the Romney camp. So story. <laughs> love, love that he said it. Love that he did it. So story number two. I love this. OK, so Richie, why are Mormons so susceptible to Ponzi schemes? Uh, why are members of the Church of Jesus Thank Christ you. of Latter-day Saints the Mitch? Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, I mean, so a really great episode about 
uh, this is the one that we did uh, about affinity fraud with our friend uh-huh. uh, Mark Pugsley. It's episode 502. I'll leave a link for it in the show notes. Yeah. And and my my suspicion is, is just because we and and lots of groups of people do this, but we especially do this if it's like, are you part of the club? I know what that what being part of the club means to me. Right. I'm assuming that means the same thing to you. Same club, same club. Take my money. Right. Right, right, exactly. So out of Las Vegas, there's a $500 million fraud case, Ponzi scheme going on with, um, I believe, everybody who's been charged are members of the church who were targeting other members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, Over 900 investors between 2017 and 2022 were affected by this. Um, What's interesting is that both the church and the FBI have told members of the church about affinity fraud and to stay away from it. Like, don't be a victim to it. Don't do it. So it's interesting to me that it keeps happening and that Utah has more Ponzi schemes per capita than any other state. And we're the first state that created a white collar crime registry for this. So Mm. like it's, it's in the, it's on our minds, right. To try to do things about it, but yet it's still happening all the time. And I don't, here, here's why. Think of your favorite religious leader that you've had in your adult mm-hmm. life. Okay. Thinking of that person, man or Absolutely woman, doesn't matter. Person. But that person comes mm-hmm. to you and says, "Hey, hey, the Mitch, I, uh, I've got a way for you to make fifteen percent a month on money. Are you in?" You go, "Oh, I mean, oh man, I've had this opportunity to really feel guided by this person. I look at this person as not superhuman." But certainly, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a spiritual guide, as a, you know, something like this. Right. He, he would never. Right. An affinity fraud, a Ponzi scheme are these people. Right. I can see those people. I know what that looks like. It doesn't look like brother this or sister that. Right. No, and, and I definitely see where you're coming from. Um, I am a little bit probably of a different animal because I would look at that religious leader and say, <laughs> okay, you yep. know, like, no, no dice. because. If I I could be mistaken, but I believe there's even things in our handbook of like our administration handbook that says like beware of this. Sure. Don't enter into this. And I've I've read those things. So like I said, I'm probably a different animal, but I do see that there are people who are not as dialed in on this as like I might be. And then and I unfortunately when I my husband and I used to live in Colorado and we oh, that is a unfortunate. Bishop, Good point. That right? is unfortunate. I know. <laughs> but we we knew of a bishop over there who had this incredible art collection, right? I mean, mm. we're talking original Rembrandts. We're talking Gutenberg Bibles, millions of dollars worth of art that like the Louvre wanted and the Met wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, he would go around and showcase it to stakes and just say, no, I'm just, I, I keep it and I show it off so everybody can see the talents of these amazing artists who portrayed the life of the savior, right? Come to find out, running a huge Ponzi scheme. Mm. All of this art was purchased off of money that he had frauded or defrauded, mm-hmm. you know, that defrauded. he had taken sure. from, from people, including members of his ward, you know, and, and was living like a whole other life, like a whole other life, you know? And so I just like, I I'm lucky that I have had that experience. Cause now if like a Bishop or a stake president or a religious leader came to me and was like, I can make you money. I'd be like, sure. Give me, you know, give me, give me a break on my tithing. I'd rather, you know, I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) 
Let's do five. Listen, you invest in award funds and I'll do 5% this year. Right. How exactly. That, how does that Exactly. Sound? Exactly. You know, and, it, and it's sad to me because there's people who are losing money that they'll never get it back. Yep. And it's all based on trust. And, um, and yeah, like you said, being a member of the club and that's yeah. unfortunate. Well, and so. on, on a really low scale, I see this occasionally um, when I wear dress shirts as a DJ and my garment line will kind of show. People oh. treat me different when they see that. The celestial smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah but people genuinely will engage me differently at sure. public events with that. That's not a Ponzi scheme. That's not affinity fraud, but it is a different treatment of like, hey, right? I know who we are. Right. I know what you do. I know what we, yeah, exactly. right? am I right? Can you right. get low to this person? And I'm like, why are we talking about this right? Oh, yeah, I wore a white shirt. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yep. Excellent. All right. You guys. Story number three. All right. Do you like trashy TV? Of course. All right. So I have, have admittedly never watched an episode of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Okay. Um, but there is one member, a cast member, not the one we're thinking of, another one who's embroiled in a legal battle right now. So not mm -hmm. Jen Shaw, Heather Gay, um, who was herself a member of the church. She attended BYU, served a mission, and then left the church. Um, she tried to trademark the phrase bad Mormon for her book. And the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is like, uh-uh, nope. Because um, they own the trademark on the word Mormon in mm -hmm. a lot of different facets. Um, they are not trying to tell her that she can't name her book. Bad Mormon, but they are telling her that she cannot sell merchandise that has that phrase on it. Yeah, she wanted um, to do like it's, sweatshirts it's, and mugs and stuff like that. Sweatshirts, tank tops, and, and even venture into like the entertainment sphere with like a Bad Mormon Enterprises production company and like mm. podcasts and things like that. And the... I think rightfully so. The church is like, no, that's gonna, that's really gonna be a conflict for us. And we own the copyright on the word Mormon, not the word bad, but the word Mormon. And it's going to cause some some conflicts in how people look at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and equate it with Mormons, then equate it with bad Mormons, and it's just not a good look. Um, so they're working that all out. Uh, the church does, like I said, they do own the trademark on several things, Mormon Channel, Mormon Book of Mormon, Mormon Messages, even the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, that trademark still exists. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so just because they changed what we as members refer to ourselves as doesn't mean that we just abandoned the word Mormon completely. Mm -hmm. um, we, I mean, like, I, I think that I would guess that the church has a pretty good case. I, sure. I don't know much about intellectual property law or any at all. But um, I think they have they have a pretty good case. And like I said, they're not telling her she can't sell her book under the title Bad Mormon. You just can't sell the tank tops and the water bottles, <laughs> right? which uh, I think is fair. You know, and as a step further, we actually even have trademarked Win for Satan Tabernacle Choir, just in case. <laughs> So I'm going to guess that that was a big old Richie joke. What? I, I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> Never. I've actually at this point now read or rather audible uh, the entire Bad Mormon book. When how we bad is it? it and time. how Mormon is it? Uh, so so here's the thing. Um, I So I listened to it and uh, I don't know. I had given zero thought as to what it might be. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a it's a memoir, so it's her life. And her engagement with Mormonism. Mm -hmm. And and for the most part, it's, um, I, I mean, I don't know. It's like, I thought about okay. this and I kind of struggled about this. And, you know, 
And then uh, this is when I sort of broke free. The the way that I suppose I would summarize it very quickly, if someone's like, I'm thinking about reading that, what do you think? I think that I would say there, there are some things that she says that very clearly you understand where she stands on things and they feel maybe tiny jabbies at mm-hmm. the church. Like, sure. well, because the patriarchy, you know, those kind of things. Well, because yeah. women don't have rights. And it's like, okay. I don't, I don't think women don't have rights. I think that, you know, right. You p- parse those words a little differently. I think that you're intentionally being inciting. But but right. the one but the one sort of thing that I was like, okay, okay. This I maybe if I would have thought for two seconds, I would have known uh that something like this would be a part of the book. She talks a considerable amount about the temple ceremony. Ooh. And and it's hard it's hard for me to be offended, and I wasn't, because mm-hmm. I just don't, you know, I'm I'm I don't feel like I'm that person that's like, oh but I definitely was like, I mean, you did not need the reason why this is here is so that people that don't have any idea about this can go, that's so weird. What is that? And and that members of the church can go, I can't believe that you would include this in here and there would be everything around that. It's not pertinent necessarily Mm -hmm. for the most part to her story. But, you know, she expresses what most of us expressed, which is when you go to the temple for the first time, it's weird. You don't know what's going on. Yeah. You just go where they tell you. Yeah. And people yeah. can't really warn you too much because, you know, we don't really talk about it. And could we do a right. better job than we did 20 years ago when she first went? Yeah. Do we? Yes. Is it great? No. We could do a better right. job still. But it definitely it was one of those things that I came away from and was like, yeah, all right. Right. I can, I can and, say that I listened to it. Sure. I'm not a big reader, so that's not a book that I'm going to willingly pick up, but it's interesting to me. I mean, like you're only going to try for that, that trademark because you have a little bit of an ax to grind. I mean, mm-hmm. she, she would have to know that how this is going to reflect on the church, you know, and sure. that's where it's like, eh, you're just doing it just to, you know, just yeah. twist a little bit. Uh, and which I think, which I think if you you and I hope actually too to be able to talk to her because there are parts of her story that I would love to ask more questions about and find out more about. Um, but I think that if you asked her, hey, is is part of the reason why you said this this way or did this this thing? She'd be like, yeah, of course. Yeah. If she was being honest, yeah. if she could be, sure. if she could be that like, not self aware. Yeah, transparent. I think that yeah, she'd be like, yeah, of course I did it, that re- reason why. Uh, story right. number four. Three. No, four. No, four. I can, right. I got it's this. Four. The Mitch. The Mitch doesn't You've read and, and can't count. <laughs> that sounds so accurate. I can read and I can count. I just mm-hmm. don't do public math. Uh, okay. So Andy Reid. <laughs> Andy Reid just won the Super Bowl. So exciting. Um, with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Andy Reid, famously a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He mm-hmm. he's done various publicity things at Light the World just this past December um, because they had gaming machines in Kansas City. Anyway, he was in a pre-Super Bowl um, news conference, right? And a some of those questions that they come up with to ask the coaches, because there was another one with the Eagles coach, and I'm just like, who's writing these? Who are these journalists? I don't know. But they said, um, how do you like your coffee? And uh, like I said, Andy Reid, famously a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, played football at BYU, you know, did all of the things. Uh, He said, 
you know, I don't drink coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. I don't drink it. And I can just see him like completely deadpanning that with his great mustache. And he says, I just get up and go. I got endless energy for a chubby guy. Yeah. You know, and it's just, I'm like, where are the journalists who are doing the research? Because, um, interesting question. You so, know? so I, so I think the opposite, I think they baited yeah. on some of these questions interesting. Okay. And, and, and not like they're trying to trap him, but he is sure. so media savvy and so likable that they go, oh, you know, how do you like your extramarital affairs? He's never been accused of an extramarital affair. <laughs> There's not anything like that, right? But, but, right. um, you know, well, I don't, uh, you know, I don't do that, you know, and he'll be able to respond to such. The other thing about Andy Reid uh, is he's like the fifth winningest coach ever in the NFL, but, but, right. but also s- some sadness in his family. His son, yes. you know, passed away a few years ago and there there's a lot of i mean he's been talking about like the research and the things that some of these guys could bring up i would much rather have them ask about his coffee or non-coffee habits than like hey how's it been since the loss of your son a couple years ago no you you bring up an excellent point you definitely do um they did ask him about his favorite rappers yeah which candy He's right. He said um, he struggled to come up with three rappers asking if the fat boys count as one, uh, (laughs) then offering Jay-Z, Master P and Lil Wayne before saying, you got to give me an easier question than that. And I'm sitting here going, if you asked any white person, that sounds terrible. Okay, if you ask people who genuinely don't listen to rap who their favorite rappers are, it's probably going to be Jay-Z, Master P and Lil Wayne because that's. Mm -hmm all they would come up with maybe is that all you would come up with probably well i mean unless we went back into the archives with like mc hammer okay Okay. and uh famous rapper (laughs) maybe he's i I don't think he's a rapper i appreciate i appreciate Um, you proving your own point right now (laughs) so hard so hard does vanilla ice count i mean uh, i will give it to you (laughs) i will give it to you if you asked me, I would say Eminem, Snow. I love Eminem. And Skilo. Skilo. It's it's like my theme song. I do wish I was a little bit taller. Yeah, I wish you were a baller. If you had a girl, then you did, you would call her. That was the first CD I ever bought. Me too. Me too. Is place. that? I got it at uh, Tower Records. Okay. And I also got um, Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, Cracked Review. So, Everyone had that absolutely. album. Absolutely. Of I course. saw them at Wolf Mountain. Where's Wolf Mountain? It's it it's what is now the canyons. What's the canyons? It is what is now <laughs> Park City Mountain Resort, the other part there of Park is. City Mountain Resort. Okay. So I didn't grow up here. So no. I um no. don't know the history. But uh yeah, that was before Darius Rucker became the country star. Yep. Um which by the way, for my money, Wagon Wheel by Darius Rucker, the far greater version of that song. So I don't listen to country either. Okay, we digress. Move on. Story number five. <laughs> Story number five. First area-wide FSY event for the Middle East and North Africa area, Africa North area. 200 youth came together in the United Arab Emirates for um, FSY conference. Uh, there was youth from Qatar, Bahrain, Mor- Morocco, Egypt, Israel, Kuwait, Jordan, Oman, and Iraq. Um, awesome. So, so cool. Uh, 
They it said um, FSY counselor Diego Torres called it a monumental event for the youth who might be the only ones who belong to the church in and around the cities where they live. And looking at the pictures, it looks like a lot of them are kids of expatriates who live out there um, in those areas working probably for the uh, various governments. I don't know if it would all be American governments, probably some others as well. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, One participant, uh, Shiloh Olson, spoke about how her faith grew through the conference. Quote, there has been a time where I have struggled about my faith, and I think this has really given me a boost to see that Jesus Christ really loves me and he's always there for me. So pretty cool. Um, uh, Elder Bednar called in remotely to talk to the youth. So that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, they assembled 3,500 3, 3, hygiene kits for people in need as part of the service project for the Sikh temple in Dubai. So wow. really, really cool, really cool stuff happening for them. Uh, what a blessing for those youth in that area of the world. Absolutely. Who don't get to just go down to BYU or the U and hang out for a few days. You know what they do have, though? The Little Lessons Podcast, which they can get a new episode every week. Be sure and check out Megan the Mitch Mitchell. Uh, I appreciate you coming and sharing the news which you have shared. It was so fun, Richie. Thank you. BestDJinUtah.com. It's been a while since we've had a new one of these, and I apologize for that. It's because I've been so busy DJing events all over the country. Uh, but especially here in Utah, been able to do some great, uh, you know, weddings. I've done a, a prom or two for different listeners of the cultural hall. I love it when you uh, reach out to me at bestdjinutah.com or uh, you can find the phone number online as well. I would love it if you say, hey, I heard about you on the cultural hall because maybe, just maybe, I give a cultural hall discount. Uh, all sorts of events. It doesn't have to be a, a wedding. It could be a community event. Maybe it's a ward or youth activity. I'm doing one of those this summer. In fact, just lock the deal down on that. Uh, Whatever it may be, if you need music to accompany your event or you just need a great MC, I would love to be able to help you out. You're simply going to need to go to bestdjinutah.com. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative Creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Joining us now to do his five stories as we do this massive amount of news with as many of the co-hosts of the Cultural Hall as we can, Mr. Mayor, welcome. Welcome. Uh, Wait, thank you. You're welcome. I don't know how to, I don't know how to respond to normal people. Uh, no, I lo- I always love that I listen to a lot of talk radio, and it's my favorite whenever people mess that up. So thank you. You're welcome. Did it. Uh, I'll, I'm, I'll always mess up for you. Yes, yes. And I know that you wouldn't otherwise. You do it only because I love yeah, it. Otherwise, yeah. you would be perfect. That's why I always get the cultural hall ending correct. Yeah, exactly. The haircut is high and tight. You're looking sharp. Thank you. Uh, we're not doing much opening exercises unless you have something really pressing you would like to talk about. Uh, no, I don't really have anything going on. Okay, okay, okay. I will say this. If I'm ever in the Texas area, know that I am going to bring my Cupid costume and come give you a singing telegram. 
Oh, I, you totally need to. If you were here, I would have totally hired you to come sing to my wife. Yeah. Which who? Which you've never met yet. Uh, sure. Someday you'll have to meet my wife. In fact, I'm convinced, just so you know. Not that I don't have person. one. Yeah, not a real person. <laughs> yeah, well, she would probably disagree with you. Well, sure. <laughs> if she were a real person, she 100% would. She's yep. she's a model in South Dakota. Here's her picture. I got one of those those uh big stand-up full-size pictures. Of, <laughs> and I just put my arm around her for Christmas pictures every year. You found it in the uh, in the trash after a wedding ceremony in Utah, yep. and it's just a sister missionary. You're like, sure, that'll be my wife. We'll take that. I keep getting older. She stays the same. Like, yeah. There are many jokes that we should move on from right now. Okay. Story number one. Okay. I'm going to make you feel bad about yourself if you're a, a temple recommend holder. Ooh. How do you feel about that? I mean, so, you know, let me put it in context. Like, I grew up in Ogden, Utah, everyone knows. Mm -hmm. And I often would complain when the temple would go, uh, would go for go to shut down for cleaning or maintenance or whatever because I had to drive all the way out to Bountiful or oh. up to up to Brigham City. Ha, ah, that was terrible. No. And and with that complaining, I didn't go as often as I really should have. Mm -hmm. So I moved to Texas. And right now I now it takes me two hours round trip or four hours, you know, all together with both both trip. Sure. Plus the time it takes to the temple to go. And um, so if you feel bad, you know, if you don't go enough in, in Utah, hopefully I'll make you feel bad for me living in Austin because it's mm -hmm. quite a much more of a sacrifice. But I'm going to even make my sacrifice feel feel awful because th there is a uh, there is a little remote island and it's located in the in the basically a, the triangle between Tonga, Samoa and the Cook Islands. OK, so we're talking uh, super small. Very it's small. Pretty remote. Very remote. The name of the island is called Niue, spelled N-I-U-E. Niue. It gives me the phonetic pronunciation because I wouldn't have known that. I, okay. uh, <laughs> um, very, very aware of that. <laughs> it's roughly 100 square miles and a total population of only around 1,700. Now, you would think that it's a long journey, even between all those, to get to Tonga or Samoa, and that's a big deal, and that's what I'm talking about. But mm -hmm. that's not what I'm talking about because there are no flights to Tonga, Samoa, or um, or even the, the the Cook Islands. The only flights fly to New Zealand, and it's extremely expensive. So expensive that only um, these last in the last few in January um, was the very first, and it's they only have a branch on the island. Branch temple trip since 1996, they were able to take, and they are not part of the Tonga or Samoa Temple District. They are because of their only flights to New Zealand. They're part of the Hamilton um, Temple District. And so, if I didn't, if you didn't feel bad about not going, I hope you feel bad about not going more now. Um, so, it's about 1,500 miles to get there, or um, 2,400 kilometers. Mm -hmm. it, that's what how they would say it. And and um, the branch president, his name is Timothy Wilson. He he told uh, the Church Public Pacific Newsroom, "We felt so close to our Savior Jesus Christ in the temple. It was spiritually uplifting for me, for the members of the branch who have been away from the temple for so long, and for our youth who are experiencing the temple for the first time." And I just think it's quite an a, an impressive story that they've 
this this branch they saved up their money which they have very little by the way they don't have much industry there and they made this sacrifice to go to the temple and the last time was 1996 more almost 20 years ago and so it, it's quite a quite a feat quite an amazing story anyway that's you know, what i it, wanted to share yeah i i love that story it's interesting what i do want to correct one thing that you said you said what did i say there's a branch on the island. There's actually two branches. Oh, here's here's what sounds amazing about that. Only 1,700 people on this island, and there's enough for two branches. Hundred mile uh wide island sounds pretty great. Lots of members of the church. Pretty remote. I sounds mean, like a place you want to like live, especially if you hate people. <laughs> the thing that I think is uh, two parts of it that are interesting, and one leads to the next one. Uh, Niue is the first country to be named a dark sky place. Yeah. So the entire so country is a dark sky place. And then the second thing is, so these people, uh, the the most recent person had been to the temple 10 years ago, and none of the youth had ever been. And the last time they did a temple trip was, as you mentioned, nearly uh, 27 years ago, 1996. But you have to wonder uh, if, you know, they go in January and they're like, this is great. And then the announcement that there are changes to the endowment session, just a couple of weeks later, you have to wonder, this is me. <laughs> if they're like, what? Come, oh, come on. We missed, now I got to go back and see what these we changes, missed are. changes by two weeks, which would you I, lead right into my next, uh, my next story, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm sorry that I did that. I'm trying to be hands off in this, but story number two. So they did. They just recently made changes to the temple endowments again. I mean, it seems like in the last few years, there have been at least once a year, there's been a, a significant change. Um, and uh, it happened uh, probably more so this last last change. And what kind of frustrates me was I was just in Utah. Mm -hmm. I went to the temple and then they announced the changes and they're all new. And I'm like, now I got to go get down myself down to San Antonio to go to the temple to see what these new changes are. I mean, my wife and I were talking about that. So yeah, you, you take her on, you take her on an afternoon date. You go to the temple, you get something nice to eat. And then you say, babe, let's stay overnight down here. It's very romantic. Then you drive home in the morning. Do it. Come that's, on. That, Mr. That's Mayor. right. We could totally do that. So we will, we'll definitely do that. But um, I wanted to go through some of these and uh, understanding that I haven't seen any of these. So, Many of the listeners who are probably close to closer to a temple than me mm -hmm. probably have experienced some of these. So I would love to, if you've heard anything more, if you've experienced them, I'd love to know more about it. But one of the very first ones that I think is really cool, and I rem I, I remember, I'll, I'll set this up by I was teaching a fan, uh, uh, a temple prep class years ago mm -hmm. um, in Ogden, and I I talked about the the five different covenants that you make. Mm -hmm. And someone decided, thought that they needed to, even though it was in the curriculum, <laughs> um, decided that I shouldn't have been talking about those. Oh, really? And 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 said something. I, to this day, I don't know who it was. Someone in the class or someone who was part of the class reported to the bishop. And we had a, a nice little laugh about that. But, um, which, by the way, I my next my next lesson was about what we can talk about, what we can't talk about, Perfect. just to Perfect. be just to be just for fun. Anyway, um, anyway, so informed consent is very important, and knowing what you're getting into before you walk in the doors is now now part of it. So you'll you'll be able to people will feel free talking about it. Elder Bednar in a recent conference talk 
in 2019 talked about about the five covenants and so having that um clearer before you walk in the door and also clearer at the beginning from what i understand it's actually now part of the temple ceremony at near the beginning that they'll talk about the five covenants you will be making giving you even one more chance to like decide whether this is something you want to do or not instead of wait until you're kind of in there not knowing what you're getting into and then say well, if you want to get out now, what is I don't know what the words are. I don't want to repeat yeah, them exactly. Yeah, well, sure. And I don't know that we want to necessarily, but there definitely is used to be a feeling that you'd kind of be in the middle of it. And it's like, all right, we're going to do this. Hey, but if you don't want to, now yeah. you can kind of, you know, this can be this sort of awkward moment in the temple and you can kind of get up and leave. And, and you've got your family behind you. Everyone's there. What are you right. going to do? Go, well, I guess I'm out of here. No, <laughs> I'm sure there were people who did from time because they're, but most, the majority of people would never have do that. Well, and I appreciate that it really is just that information around it so that you can make the choice because I think, I mean, you would hope that everyone that is going to the temple is ready to be able to make those covenants, but you could very well be a very, you know, a righteous person that as you get there, you well, hear about the covenants. The to, 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 let's say you have a misunderstanding what the, the law of consecration is, which many people do. Sure. Um, whenever I, I teach the law of consecration, I always teach, I always teach it from the perspective. I would make people go in and tell me when the law of consecration was repealed. <laughs> I always yeah. ask people uh -huh. to do it. Then they start looking for when the United Order was stopped. Sure. But they, in their mind, they, they're thinking of them as the same thing and they're not. Right. And, and, um, and so I always like to do that to prove, show the point. There is the law of consecration is not only is it, still active today it's part of our covenants in the temple right it's very important to, that we remember that so having those mis misunderstandings clarified about what the law of sacrifice is what the law of the gospel is what are we what am i committing to right and knowing that before you go in that's out of all of these to uh -huh. me there's some really cool other things but um especially when we get into uh witness couples and adam and eve and that stuff uh -huh. but all of these the most important in my opinion is that informed consent yeah, right. I like that. I like that. Here's what here's what it is. Here we go. Uh, for the sake of time, because we got lots of co-hosts doing lots of news articles. Yep. We'll go what quick. Else, what else uh, in this, having not experienced yet, do you wish to highlight for those that maybe are? So I'm excited to, to see the week? stuff on the war in heaven. Apparently, there's some addition additional language um, in the beginning about the war in heaven, and you hear Satan and Jesus's voices um, discussing it and going through like. Who's gonna, um, who can give the glory, and who's gonna be saved? All that stuff. So that, that I'm interested to see that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to. I want more clarification around that too. Um, uh, very little touching. That's mm -hmm. one of my favorite things about this. I hate hugging. I hate touching. I'm not a big, except for obviously my wife and whatever. But sure, uh, and when you're in town, I get it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and I don't love it, but I'll hug you. You know, sure. <laughs> but um. But that's not my favorite thing. So it's much better if we just don't have to have to touch each other. And and some of that is because they've 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 added the witness, which leads to another one. There's no more witness couple. That's going to be weird. Yeah. So apparently that's going to be symbolic from the the screen. You don't need a witness couple to show because that's kind of brought out of the old live sessions. You need to have someone that we're represents everyone else, and so that that was kind of that. Um, apparently, Adam and Eve have a in, where before they they had a p p point when they when they they didn't show back up again they're gonna they're gonna be throughout the video to the end in fact they're gonna be in temple clothes 
um, on on the I don't want to call it a video. It's almost a slideshow nowadays, mm -hmm. um, but in the presentation. Um, and a, and this is the one I think. Uh, well, loud laughter. Apparently that that language has been changed. Mm -hmm. uh, now we can is, laugh as loud as we'd yeah, like. Yeah, laugh as. But what they've changed it to is, and because it's it's much more explanatory of what their the intent is. Unworthy thoughts and actions. Yeah. More totally that, that, yep. that that much more specific you don't have to get into this weird thing and be told that you're laughing too loud and that's that's a, you know i had a mission companion who told me i was laughing too loud quiet and quiet. um we had a we had a nice conversation about that because he had no idea what it meant so sure. anyway uh this but the here's the overall thing uh, um there's better gender equality from what i understand uh, a conversation and and even more so, there is more sy symbolic representations of Jesus Christ, and they're 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 not as cryptic, right? Mm. Uh, when I say cryptic, cryptic is probably not the best word, but they're 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 easier, easier to, understand. to understand. Yeah, easier to understand. So, I would love to know everyone's comments who can go, and maybe in a few weeks when I have gone, we can talk about sure. my impressions impressions of that there. So. Yeah, I think I'm going to go uh, next week. So I'm going to go Great. check this out. And I, I'm always, uh, I always err on the side of not talking very much about it at all. So I appreciate you being willing to talk about it. And I don't think you, you know, overstepped anything. Um, but I am interested to kind of see and experience it myself. And I'm making my dad take me to lunch. That's how there I'm going. There you go. That, dad, uh, let's go to the temple. Take me to lunch afterwards. Perfect. That's what dads are for. Yeah. Do you do times? do you do the whole fight fight thing about oh I'll get it dad and he's like no 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 or do you just oh, say no. nope dad nope. just takes the nope. care of it. I just tell him and then he does it at this point it's very <laughs> nice well, that that's a good dad good dad story number three former or yeah former um uh guest on the cultural hall uh Richard Elliott the principal organist of the the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square mm hmm recently performed uh, a concert in Nevada, in Nevada County. Um, and uh, as on J January 28th and 29th, so he's really getting out there. Um, just as a reminder, he uh, he, he performs uh, weekly um, with the Tabernacle Choir, or most weekly, I'm sure there's probably weeks he, he's on vacation or whatever. But often, if you want to see him, he's performing with the Tabernacle Choir and the music and the spoken word. Also, he's, I think he's one of the pri primary, uh, they have a the daily or we weekly show um, called Piping Up, which I usually watch once a week, but I think it happens more than that. And so uh, you can see that on YouTube. But he does get out beyond YouTube and the Tabernacle Choir, and he does do concerts. And so there was a free concert, and um, he, something I learned about him that I, maybe it was on the, the Cultural Hall episode, but. I didn't pay attention or whatever. He he uh, studied. Um, well, what he he was a assistant prof professor of organ at Brigham Young University. But during his schooling in Philadelphia, where he originally got um, uh, at the Eastman School of Music in Rochester, New York, and while while there and in Philadelphia, he also was in Phil a Curtis Institute in Philadelphia. While he was in Philadelphia, he was the assistant organist at the John Wanamaker department store, now Macy's. Hmm. And that is home to the world's largest functioning pipe organ. Interesting. Which I would have thought the the tabernacle choir, the tabernacle organ was 
one oh, of the no. largest. If not. I knew that. I knew that that one wasn't the largest. I knew it wasn't the largest, but man, that, so I just, if it's the world's largest and I know how big that is, that's all I'm saying. I'm trying to compare them. Like how much bigger is it than, than that? That's, that's all. So that was really interesting to me that he had, he'd done that and that he, he's, he's not just tied to temp, tabernacle, uh, uh, temple square. I'm sorry. Uh, and the more, and the tabernacle, he actually gets out and does concerts as far, uh, in, as in grass Valley, um, Nevada. Well, so a couple things. One, the episode he was on, episode 466, there will be a link in the show notes. In the episode where he and I chat, he talks about how he has played some of the world's most amazing organ organs, like in Europe, in South America. Yeah, I remember and that. And he goes around I and did, does all of those I things. I recall so, the one in you, the U.S. So bigger than Nevada County, Nevada. He also <laughs> goes and plays some of these other organs. But this, this is what I challenge you. I uh, I have a uh, a challenge to you, Mr. Mayor. Get okay. ready for article number four. But I looked it up. It's every Wednesday at noon is when piping up occurs. It's not always Richard Elliott. Uh, this last week it was Richard Elliott. This coming week it is who is Andrew Unsworth. Let me look at what his name is. Joseph Peoples is oh, what it looks Joseph like. Joseph Peoples. Name is. Yeah. Uh, and they sort of switch things around. Here's the deal: you can go. Uh, to the tabernaclechoir.org and you can request an organ piece to be played. And if they play your request, they may you get $400. Your, no, they may put your picture as part of the stream. Ooh, they should get t-shirts out. Yeah. <laughs> I requested this song from the tabernacle <laughs> organ. And right. All I got was this lousy t-shirt. We should totally make, make these, these organist celebrities, Andrew Edwards, um richard elliott we should totally make them celebrities within our community and what was the peoples joseph peoples and and there's probably more yeah um we need to we need to like pump them up we need to create like baseball cards only organ <laughs> organ player cards trading cards Jeez. yeah we, yes we do we totally need to do that story number four okay have you ever wanted to be a senior missionary and wanted hmm. to know when i'm older i've wanted to so there are some pretty cool um, needs for senior missionaries around the world. And if you're, if you've ever thought maybe, I don't know, but I'd really want to make sure I'm in a good place. You, there's a search engine on the church website. We'll put it in the, the show notes. Um, you can, you can find the, the, the perfect um, need that you can fill. Uh, um, and it'll tell you the cost. Mm -hmm. uh, to go, it'll tell you everything. Well, as much as they can about it, let you let you consider it, and even set up at a time with your bishop to to go in and have a chat about it. Let's talk about, it. and it, it's it's on the church website. You can find it that way. We're going to put a, a link in the show notes. But there is, you can even select by how much someone like. If you're like, hey, I want to serve where I'm needed, you can set it to. These are critical, these are high priority, or these are low priority. You can set it to that. You can search by uh, region. You can search by, you know, whether you want it just a particular uh, state, uh, country. You can really get down and granular. So, for instance, I went and pulled up, because, I mean, I can't search. I can't do it yet, but I pulled up a few. Mm -hmm. So, um, I there. if you want to go to Hawaii okay. and be uh, a... Uh, women's service program missionary. Okay. The cost is per month about thirty-eight fifty, um, and that's including insurance. 
So mm-hmm. if you br- hit a, additional details, it'll even break that down for you. Housing is fourteen hundred. The personal, probably food and everything else that you need is thirteen about thirteen hundred. Transportation is about three ninety, um, and the insurance is seven thirty. That was that's a a two year trip, <laughs> two year service trip to uh, to Hawaii, and then you can. I'm sure that doesn't include any of the things you might see flying messing around in Hawaii or going from island to island but if you have that time but that that is there there in Australia there in my old mission there I could go be an office specialist and they need one it's critical right now they need an office specialist in Australia the Australia Perth mission um a Melbourne needs a English speaking couple for an education specialist so if you have that background in if you are a health um care professional a nurse or something like that. You want to know it just anecdotally, as I was searching through every mission, almost every mission that you can think of needs a mission health advisor. I swear there's a high need right now. If you can almost pick your place, Mm -hmm. if you are a healthcare professional and you want to go serve, serve there. Um, And then, uh, yeah. So I thought that was really cool that I didn't know before you can, you can totally find your, it's like, it's like, what, what would you call it? It's like, uh, like it's no, it's like an Airbnb for missions, right? How much, how long, how critical, how, you know, all these things. Airbnb Um, for missions. Perfect. I mean, I thought it was cool. And I will eventually when I retire, want to use this because I do, I want to serve. Sure. I'd like to serve. What I'd like to do is serve in a church history mission, like back in Nauvoo or something like that. Area family history specialist in Bangkok, Thailand. Ooh, is a critical. See, my brother, area. my brother went to Thailand on his mission. Maybe he would want to go back. There I don't go. think. I don't know if his wife would. All right, story number five, and then we say goodbye. Don't worry, you don't story have to end number... with anything. Okay, first presidency announced what yesterday or the day before? Yeah, yesterday. As we record this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on the fifteenth. Thank you. So you can tell me, you can tell when we're recording this based on that. Um, on the February 15th, the, the, the First Presidency announced that on Easter, the Easter sacrament meeting will only be a sacrament meeting. And it will be, um, it'll be the, the idea is to, like we do at Christmas, focus on the Savior, which I think most, most wards did that in sacrament meeting Easter Sunday anyway. Mm-hmm. But this was a very specific focus towards that. Um, I think it's funny because I think um, if you were to go back and tell a lot of members that, first of all, we'd only have two hour church and every Christmas and every um, uh, Easter, we tended to only if a Christmas falls on a Sunday or if uh, um, it, on Easter that now we, we don't do the second hour at all mm-hmm. and that we now do sacrament. And I think a lot of them would probably think we're being uh, you no, know, you're say, soft. You're, you're soft. soft. Latter Day yeah, Church, exactly. But but I think it highlights the fact the church has been inspired to move to a more again home uh, home centered church supported idea, <laughs> and and there are times. This is this is what I think is cool. There are times like Easter and Christmas when it is much more. You'll get much more out of being together as a family and and focusing on the Savior at home than you necessarily will in a in a in a priesthood class or in a, in a really society class. And so the sacrament meeting becomes the focus of the day. 
the the ordinance and the reason we're there and it and it, i think it's a great it's a great um great way to look at it so um they're encouraging obviously christ-centered message and sacred music so obviously church choirs get ready because yeah. you definitely want to make sure you're Easter Sunday game is up to speed. Yeah, you got to have at least one. You got to have at least, at one. least one. A yep. nice, yeah, a beautiful. And uh, uh, it, it makes me kind of want to be the choir director for only two months. <laughs> for the next two months. For the next two months. Then after that, I don't I don't care. Anyway. Uh, so the it's interesting to me that the perspective that is part of the story you didn't bring up or not very much at all, which is, Invite your friends because it will be just a general oh. Christian message here locally where I'm at. They are, they have already tripled down on this will be a message about Jesus that all of Christianity will be able to access. Let the Mormon church in the neighborhood be your Easter observance of Christ. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I did leave that out because I had my own point of view. <laughs> yeah, yes, you did. And that's what we appreciate about having you here. You don't have to end it. We don't have to take a break. Mr. Mayor, continue to look handsome, my friend. Thanks, man. Bookofmormonsecrets.com, or you can find him on Instagram at Book of Mormon Secrets. This is the opportunity for you to not only be able to see uh, Russ Brunson be able to go through like all the cool things with the first edition hymnal of the church or uh, the first edition book of commandments. This is also an opportunity for you to be able to go and see these books in Idaho or be able to win a replica. You need to go right now to bookofmormonsecrets.com or you can follow them at Book of Mormon Secrets on Instagram. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop and they start at only $29 a month and it comes with a lifetime warranty. Just check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. And now we are joined by Annette Luthi Lion. Uh, I, I actually tried to look it up in the uh, dictionary the other day what a Luthi Lion was. <laughs> Couldn't didn't come up with anything. Nothing. You, you know what's nothing. crazy? In the what? inspired version, there are many uh, definitions of what a Luthi lion is. So we're just not ready for it. That's what I. Oh, mean. it's in the sealed portion or something, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. yeah, I'm waiting for four yeah. horsemen to deliver it to my house, but Amazon got here quicker. Very, <laughs> very complicated. What's new with you? Uh well, I am preparing for a trip. My trip to Finland in two oh, weeks. Yeah. I leave in two weeks, and then two weeks after that, my book's out. So I come home just in time to be jet lagged and um, then do book launch stuff. So yeah. I'm super excited though to get back to Finland. People go again. I, th I think I've mentioned this. Why did you go in March? Uh -huh. just, that's not the best time of year. It's still cold. And I'm like, because that's what I can afford it. Sure, sure. <laughs> can people pre-order your book? Is there a link you can send me? The yes, pre-order. Absolutely, be in the show please notes. do. Okay. And you can, yeah, absolutely for sure. Good if stuff. They, if someone wanted an autographed copy uh, from you, is there a way that that could be made possible? I'm yeah. I, in fact, um, I will, I'm sure I'll be doing um events locally. We're looking into a independent bookstore in Sandy, okay. I believe, Sandy, okay. Utah. And there'll probably be others as well that I'll I'll announce and keep people posted on. Okay. okay. So yeah, follow me yeah. on social media or sign up for my newsletter and you'll get that information. How do I do that? I mean, obviously there's a link in the show notes, but briefly, uh, how would I do an that? Annettelion.com. Okay. Really hard. There yeah. you go. 
There's no Luthie in the middle of that. No, no, I, I did, opted not to include my middle name in my professional stuff because that's, uh, as you know, it's a mouthful. Sure, so, sure, yeah. sure. It is yeah. literally why I say it that way every single time. And I appreciate uh, it. I uh, the only thing that I have to add that uh, I you know that we we could talk about I'm doing uh, I'm doing the cannering project down at the uh, cannery this Ooh, weekend I'm excited very fun headed down what, do, you, uh, do you know what you're canning last I, time I did it it was chicken I have no idea uh, it's three hours uh, on a Friday morning and cool. uh, me and all the other senior citizens that don't have to work in the morning <laughs> are going to go and do some canning so we'll see how that goes excellent have fun. I, I am in a ward where the average age of the person is probably 70-something, 70 77, 78. So is it, is it a, one of the newly wet or nearly dead where you have a lot of little kids too? Or is it no, just the old? Nope, just okay. nearly dead. Just everybody waiting. <laughs> they're enduring to the end. It is the Taylorsville enduring to the end ward of the church. This is the Relief Society president just has, you know, the touch tone. If you're reporting a death, press one. No, she has a yeah. rotary. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Uh, oh. And and so and so with that, it's funny though because they, you know, it passes the you know the little sign up sheet for the cannery passes up and down the aisles like a silver bullet, like you know, the best comparison I can think of is like a sacrament tray in a singles ward. It goes that fast, and uh, oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm the only one going. I'm I'm representing a ward full of I retired people as near Who as I can theory tell. would have the time you would think i'm fine i'm good to do it good to do it uh you were asked to present uh five stories of news as the yes. others have before yes. you uh yes, and yes. i it's unique to me and what i love about those that uh help co-host the news segments is that there have been no repeats so far everyone nice. has said here are the five stories i would like to talk about and no one has had to be pushed back and say hey we're not going to do that because we already did that or the person before you that we haven't published already wow did so that's kind of impressive without any further ado story number one Dun, dun, dun. This is the one that I've been following for about a year and then realized we'd never talked about. And then there's been an update. So mm. um, there's a Microsoft executive member of the church um, of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. His name was Jared um, Brightigan, I, bless, I believe is how you pronounced it. Um, he had twin daughters um, with his first wife, who is the daughter of the Stampin' Up! founders, you know, the big, huge scrapbooking empire people. Um they had a kind of a nasty divorce. They were, you know, all kinds of stuff was going on um, for years after that. Then he remarried and had two children with his his um, second wife. And um, so I believe it was a two-year-old and, and a newborn as of about a year ago. And he was he had a, he had a, an evening with his twins and dinner, dropped them off at their mom's house, as was usual, yeah, got in his car. Dropped, it, dropped those twins from his first wife off at his first wife's house. Yes. And then he's driving off and he's got um, his two-year-old toddler in her car seat, drives along. There is suddenly a tire in the middle of the road um, blocking his way. That's odd. So he gets out to move the tire so he can move and um, keep driving. And he is shot. He was It was an ambush. The police believe that the, the tire was placed there intentionally. Um, and he was shot and well, his daughter was right there seeing it. It was this horrific situation. So... Um, as of 
just uh, about a week or so ago, they made an, an arrest in the case, and they said this is not the only arrest that will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, his name was Henry Tenen, was arrested for actually shooting him. They believe that some people are, you know, the police are being somewhat tight-lipped, but um, the ex-wife has suddenly moved to the West Coast from Florida, um, and she's lawyered up and all of this stuff. So people are suspecting that perhaps she hired a hitman or whatnot. Um, there's evidence that she had talked to people about wanting to off him. Yeah, make jokingly. her husband. Do you know anyone who can make my husband, I think, disappear exactly. was one of them or be quiet yeah. was another thing. Yeah, that, that kind yeah. of a thing. Um, so on the, on the slightly happier note, trying to make some, you know, healing over this, um, his widow and now three-year-old daughter um, have put together um, a way for the, you know, this is the daughter wanting to help other kids who might be in a difficult situation. Hmm. Um, so her name is Bexley, um, which sounds a little Mormon, I, which I, it's kind of fun. So they put more, together more they, than a little Mormon, but I'm not jumping bit. on the bandwagon because of the seriousness <laughs> yeah. of the rest of the story. So. so they put together uh, what they are calling Bexley boxes, um, which includes like stuffed animals and coloring books and snacks and th- things so that if there are toddlers like she was who have to be in police custody mm. under traumatic situations, they'll have these things to help keep them happy and occupied and comforted. And so they had a fundraiser. They were hoping to get some, I want to say this maybe was like 17 and they raised enough to get 20 something on these boxes. And they're trying to do even more of those. So there's some positive things going on, trying to find help other children. And the fact that there's been at least one arrest, they're looking into other future things. Um, anyway, we're hoping that things pan out there and that that family can get some peace finally, because it's a very tragic story. Uh, link to the All story around. and a link to the Bexley boxes in the show notes. Uh, also worth noting that the guy who was arrested was a tenant of uh, the woman's new husband in a home. Oh, I did not owned. know that. Oh, yeah. So yeah, he, he either was a tenant at the time or had been a tenant, uh, a tenant of a uh, rental property that he owned. So there was at least there's definitely a connection. connection. Yep. Yeah. So it wasn't oh. a total stranger situation there. So um, story. Yeah. Number, isn't this fun to do this this way? Story number two. Dun, dun. Oh, I feel like we need a sound effect there. Maybe I'll so, add in after the fact. Not likely, okay. but maybe. <laughs> Mental note for next time. Yeah. Um. So Gabrielle Blair is in the news again. Um. You may know her as Design Mom and the author of um, Ejaculate Responsibly and all of that stuff. So her that's nephew, actually, it's a book based, off based of... on her Twitter thread that went viral and huge. And now she's a New York Times bestseller and all of that good stuff. Um. So her nephew, Josh Sabi, and his wife, Sarah, they actually um, are the creators of, um, there's an Instagram account called Four Little Saints, and they were creating this Book of Mormon app story thing to help, you know, children learn the stories of the Book of Mormon and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. They had their little toddler and then a newborn. This is last summer, as of July, um, and things kind of blew up since, where um, the baby was struggling to breathe, was sick with pneumonia or something like that. Jeez. Um, Brought him to the emergency room, um, and they're like, well, okay, let's do run tests. And this baby has very sensitive, like, allergies, and so they, you know, trying to, a formula is, like, not even really an option, and the mom has to be very careful with what she's eating and all of these different things. Um, they do an x-ray to check the lungs and they find there's a, t- a slight evidence of a rib fracture that has healed, mind you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, this this could be a concern, like, you know, abuse or something. But this okay. is also a newborn. And so if you if like, you know, grandma grabs the baby out of the car seat a little too strong, that that could happen with the baby as well. Okay. Um, but CPS comes in, That's interviews the family. Services. Yes. Yeah. And then they, they end up doing it just turns into this massive thing of investigating that rather than even giving the, this baby food that's dehydrated and crying mm-hmm. and not with mom anymore. And they thought, OK, we'll, just, we'll get all sorted out. We'll be fine. Go home the next day. They, they finally get home and everything's fine, they think. And then at night, um, CPS came and or I guess the, in, where they live, it was DCF Department of Children and Family Services mm-hmm. came and took their children away in the middle of the night. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was with no no evidence, no proof, and that's legal apparently in most states, which is terrifying. So that it just turned into this complete disaster. Fortunately, um, remember whose parent? One of the sets of the grandparents was able to fly out where they live, and then the state was willing to give the grandparents temporary custody and then allow them supervised visits for a few hours a day. The mom got to be there a little more often just because she was nursing the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has just turned into this absolute nightmare of trying to defend themselves over something that didn't even happen. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and they've got $50,000 of legal bills um, in order to get this off their record, even if they're declared completely innocent, it will require more work. And if it's not mm-hmm. removed, then that could prevent them from like, having a daycare or being a teacher or it sure. could completely destroy their anyway it's just a nightmare so there's there's a paypal set up fundraiser there's a washington post article that covers the whole thing that went completely crazy viral scary stuff though about um how the law is actually not you think there's so many children who fall through the cracks that makes sure. you wonder how does that happen and how does this happen too where mm-hmm. parents are just losing their children randomly when nothing happened I mean, I mean, yeah, you but you always you have to take the other side of that, too, which is if there was enough concern, how much would we, you know, Monday morning quarterback if it's like you guys, there was a broken rib and you didn't get the kids out of that house. I'm not saying that it's right, right or wrong. I'm just saying that there definitely is that right. other oh. side of that, which I know I am prone to take if. Oh, for sure. It goes a different way. Well, and, and that's the thing is that if, if you read the whole story, you realize it, at first it was like, oh, I understand why they're concerned. And let's mm-hmm. do an investigation. OK, that well, that that, that clarifies what happened then. Mm-hmm. No, now we're going to send more people over. Now we're taking your children. Now we're going to interview you again. You, you know, it, it came down to that there was more and more evidence piling up that this was a good environment and a happy and safe environment. Mm-hmm. And they didn't care. It was almost like the, the you know the sunk cost fallacy of like well we've already spent so much money and resources let's just keep doing it. Um, whereas there are other children who probably needed to be taken out of their homes and didn't. So yeah. anyway, tragic stuff. Link but links to that in the show notes. Story number three. This one's very quick, but it's just something I was thrilled to discover is exists and is going to get even better. There is a new app called the Gospel Living app. Okay. Um, on it, it's like there's a there's a discover page and it's kind of like a social media sort of thing that you can post things and then you can track your own like your goals. You can, as adults, you can do the little four areas that the youth now are encouraged to set goals in and that kind okay. of stuff. But the part that I liked is there are circles where you can message people in a safe manner. So you are automatically added to like uh, like for me, I'm added to the adults circle of adults in my ward, mm-hmm. um, the Relief Society circle, and then my household circle. So I can message anyone within my household, which at this point is just me and my husband, but it would be my children as well um, if they're minors. Um, eventually, and I, I believe maybe youth leaders and that kind of thing already can, but like 
youth, say like a young woman's president can message her youth and that in within the app and parents can see it and it's a safe space to do right. that kind of messaging, which hallelujah, because I mean, it's it, like I, I have a calling where I have to, to communicate with youth and I am always roping in their parents try, into the text yes. to make it appropriate. And anytime when the youth reply to me directly, I'm like, no, don't do no. that. <laughs> make sure your mom so, knows. Make ooh. sure your dad is aware. I am. I yeah. am a, a thousand percent the same way where I'm just like, <sighs> hi. Nope let's let anyone let's get something someone else in and you know yeah two of them are, are young women and two are young men and i'm like guys seriously I, I i need you to be responding to the thread that i tagged your parents on like let's mm -hmm. <laughs> so i don't want so them this to know i'm going to church so i'm not sure how it will work with it because my calling's not in young women or young men or that kind of thing so i don't know if i'll be able to like pick a circle and create that that kind of a thing but mm -hmm. um Anyway, I'm thrilled to find out, though, that there will be circles for youth and their parents for a safe way to communicate that the parents can monitor and it's not going to be creepy town. I mean, that's going to be awesome. And that's so, in yeah, the Gospel Living app. Yes, Gospel Living app. There's an I'll, I'll link to the article on, that was on in church, uh, the newsroom about that. Um, but yeah, I didn't know it existed until someone else told me recently. I had to look it up. So, yeah. Story number four. Number four is a thread that was about um, the dangers of re-breathed air in various situations and specifically um, in our meeting houses and compared to say, you know, a, a high school auditorium or a um, grocery store or whatever. And at what point it becomes dangerous. Okay, and basically so pause saying, real quick. I want to make yes. sure that I understand. Rebreathed air is so like, no, I'm in my studio right now. And if my wife were here with me, I am breathing and she is breathing. And so she would be rebreathing the air. And so would I. Yes. So it's okay. like carbon dioxide okay. going through the air and therefore viral particles. And then so somebody is sick in the middle of the room this, with COVID or whatever, mm -hmm. the likelihood of somebody else picking it up by breathing the same air that they're okay. expelling. All right. So uh, basically saying our meeting houses are not exactly safe places right now. And we can do better with filtering the air. And so there were suggestions even of having CO2 gauges on the wall and walls in various rooms because like the sacrament meeting at chapels are probably safer than say the gospel doctrines that's a more enclosed space mm -hmm. but even in sacrament if you're in the very first ward you might it might not be too bad but by the time the second ward comes in you're already entering a contaminated space and then you're adding to it mm -hmm. so basically we could do HEPA filters we could do you know all these different types of things to help keep our members safe so anyway some suggestions even things you can do at home and elsewhere to keep yourself safe on an airplane or in a car or, you know, whatever. So good stuff. That, that makes me think uh, to my favorite part of spring, but you know, What's that, it? that day in spring when you know, it's just warm enough that you can open every single window in your house. And it's like, you just go new air, <gasps> all yes, fresh air. <laughs> and you literally open every single window and you're like, ah, it's spring. Yes. Oh, That's yes. what we need to do every Sunday in church. And we keep it cold enough a lot of the time. We could just open the doors, let Might the, as well, the right? air come in and then close <laughs> it up and overheat it. And it also explains why I get so gosh dang tired in, in uh, gospel doctrine because that CO2. It's too cold. No, too the cold. CO2. The, the CO2. CO2. Yeah, everyone's getting enough a little oxygen. lightheaded. <laughs> We're all like, just ready to pass out. That That would explain a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, so story number five, he said with a question yes. mark. Yes. Story number five, um, the Mormon women for ethical government group. They, um, uh, former guest of the hall, um, is it Sheree Glenn, Charlie, Charlie Glenn. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, 
she's uh fantastic she started it and um it's nonpartisan, but the idea is let's keep our government um on an ethical place and anyway they're having a uh their annual conference march 25th at uvu in orem it's utah valley university there is a virtual option and it does not cost much it's like 25 35 dollars for the entire conference um initially they announced that sharon eubank would be their keynote interesting but it, she's no longer on the website so i don't know if she had a conflict or what but currently it's listing um two main speakers one becky edwards uh-huh. who former, local utahns uh, would know yeah former u.s senate candidate um uh we are trying people trying to get her um to unseat mike lee um, and then also Liz Wiseman, who apparently New York Times bestselling author, CEO of the Wiseman Group. And previous guest of the and cultural hall. previous guest of the cultural hall. So those are the two main speakers, but there's a whole bunch of others. Um, so, yeah. It's, you know Sharon Eubanks' conflict, don't you? I do not. Hi, Sorry, this is, this is gonna... the church. We have a conflict with you doing that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, well, I, that was I wondered, but she, you know, she she's no longer in the general executive presidency. Mm. But I don't know. It's one that I, I I had the same question though. I'm like, hmm, I, I wonder I mean, if that's because yeah, she's still I, she's still kind of she's viewed. People see her and think church like well, and, I, and I'm so, ninety and yeah. I'm ninety nine percent sure that she isn't the or that she is the head of like the humanitarian yeah. part of the church. That's her she job is. now. That's right. her like day job. Yeah. 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 So there's no way. But they're like, no, nah, the, the it'll, it'll look the, like a representative, and yep, it's not. The lightning yeah. rod that MWEG is for very great things. I'm sure that she said, yeah, of course, I would love to do that. And, and like, then mm, the, the church no. says, like, we know you said <laughs> love to do that. We'd like you to think about what this might be. And and, and I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I really hope that the speculation and shade that I'm throwing right now is 100% wrong. And she had like a kid's baptism or something. But but yeah, I, I, I had the same thought. Yep. But, yep. But yeah, I imagine it'll be a good conference, though. So virtual well, we, or in person. We go on with more news with other people. Thanks for being here, Annette. Thanks for having me. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week, and that when the time comes, you will be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast will be saving a seat for you on the back row of the cultural hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat on the back row.